Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Stephen Northcutt, president of the SANS Technology Institute, a postgraduate level IT security college and an acknowledged expert in training and certification. He founded the GX certification and is author or co-author of numerous books, including the seminal book in intrusion detection. Before taking a leadership role at SANS, he served as the Information Warfare Officer at the Ballistic Missile Defense Organization, founded the Global Incident Analysis Center, and led the Naval Surface Warfare Center's shadow team. Stephen will discuss careers in information security and the role of certification. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Richard. Now, you recently said that fewer than 1 in 20 security professionals have a core competency and a foundational knowledge to effectively serve in security positions, which is a pretty interesting comment. What are the key skills and trainings that someone in security must possess? Well, Richard, a reasonable degree of assurance seems to come down to two things. One is the ability to configure the system correctly and maintain that configuration throughout its life cycle. And the other, because we can't do the first one perfectly, is to be able to understand what network traffic is leaving and coming into our organizations. Um, if we can do those two things, we can get a reasonable degree of assurance. So it would be the, the hands-on operating system administration skills and then the network analysis skills uh, are the core two things a professional needs to have. Also, I recently read that Stephen Katz, the Chief Information Security Officer at Citicorp, told a group of government and industry leaders that he feels that the greatest threat to information security is a lack of people with these technical security skills. Do you agree with him, and why would that be the greatest threat out there? And this is a really interesting comment that he's made because if you think about it, Citicorp, uh, J.P. Morgan, these are the folks who can pay the best in industry, right? right. In your government, you're going to kind of get mediocre in industry. So when, when the people with the higher budgets and the people who are, I mean, when, when you're protecting money, you can afford to pay a little bit more, um, when they tell you this, then it's, it's got to be a big eye-opener. And, and I have to agree, we're, we're a point-and-click generation at this point, which is great as long as the point-and-click device is able to do the job. But when it isn't, um, having the people with the actual skills is necessary. They're in short supply, and so the reason this becomes the greatest threat is the attackers are able to operate um, without being detected. I was uh, just looking at the anti-forensics tools the other day, you know, the latest generations of malware that actually disable things that, that I use to look at my system uh, with the task manager as an example to see what's going on. And so you have to have the ability to go below using the GUI task manager. And why would that be a larger threat than the recent scourge of botnets or the insider threat? Is it simply that they don't have the the technical staff that they need to staff their positions? Um, no, it's actually quite related to the two. Um, because we don't have the technical skills, the botnets get to be so successful. We, we don't have the skills to identify whether a given machine is, is compromised or not. What is the role of certification in information security? Well, Certification means that someone meets a minimum standard. That's all certification is able to do. So the important thing to do is establish where we want those standards to be and at what level in the job. Obviously, an entry-level person would meet a lesser um, minimum standard 
than a senior person responsible for the architecture or the incident response, forensic response in an organization. One of the problems that the industries had is we're jumping all over least common denominator. For instance, the military is requiring certification for everyone with hands-on uh, IT responsibilities. That's good. Um, but the military is primarily choosing the Security Plus, which was designed for entry level, but they're using it for people who have greater responsibilities than entry level. That's bad. The CISSP has always been the gold standard in certification. Are you seeing any change in that? Um, I don't know that we'll ever see any change in that. Partly it's the lowest common denominator thing, just like with SANS, GAC, the security essentials, our lower certification, is our best seller as a certification. It's just easier to pass and get. But the thing that we need to understand about the CISSP is it doesn't test any pragmatics. That's intentional. Um, their lawyer, Dorsey Morrow, told them, you know, if you say, here's a specific command line for something, and you break something, you could be sued, which is true, by the way. And so the CISSP means you learn terminology and concepts, very important, but it doesn't do anything to test or assure that someone has the technical skills that Steve Katz was talking about in your earlier question. SANS is the acknowledged leader in information security training. What approach did you take and why are you so successful? Well, one of the things that we tried to do, which I, wasn't the best idea from an economic point of view, was tried to have a class specific to the roles that you would have in information security. So we have a course and a certification track for intrusion detection and a course and a certification track for hardening windows and one for firewalls and one for forensics and one for wireless and so forth as opposed to trying to meet everyone's need uh, with a single offering. And since the people that really do have to have you know, that responsibility, really do have that job, want job-specific training, it's worked out uh, very well for us. Now, needless to say, the industry catches up. And so uh, if you, you know, do your homework, you'll see um, many other organizations are doing job-specific training, uh, and therefore I imagine over the next few years, you'll see job-specific certification as well. And this is a good thing. It's, you, you never really welcome competition because it, it makes it harder to earn money, but the competition validates the approach, and that's a wonderful thing. What's your opinion of the state of the education offered by colleges and universities these days in information security? Well, academia has historically taught theory. They teach you how to think. This is wonderful. Um, the, the problem is, again, it doesn't in general produce the folks that Steve Katz is looking for at Citicorp. I really am amazed because one of the front runners in information security years ago when I was cutting my teeth was Purdue, of course, you know, under, under uh, Gene, uh, Gene Spafford. Spafford, yeah, thank you. And, and Spaff was just adamant these people left with hardcore technical skills. And during that whole period of time, the, the late 80s and very early 90s, if you could get a Purdue grad with a master's in information security, 
you rock. I mean, <laughs> it was a good thing. And I'm amazed more colleges have not copied off their paper. Uh, and so you have a lot of relatively weak programs. In fact, uh, I've been looking at a number of the programs where they're just essentially um, certificates. You still get a degree, but, you know, you take a course out of the computer science, artificial intelligence, this, that, and the other thing. None of that prepares you to deal with Eastern European, Russian hackers, Brazilian hackers um, who are doing it for the money. They're very serious. They're very disciplined. And absolutely none of it prepares you for the Chinese military operative um, who knows exactly what they're doing and they're, they're mining for information. So I, I think the colleges and universities have a, have a bit of work ahead of them if they're going to produce people uh, that can actually do the job. On the other hand, let's be honest, Technical skills perish very quickly. And so if colleges totally focus on technical skills and not the critical thinking, not the research, um, they'll produce people that can't grow. They'll be good for a year or two. Uh, again, I just have to keep looking back at Purdue and say these guys had the mix pretty good. Do you see any change in the demand for information security professionals? Well, the uh, latest Foot Partners survey uh, says that demand for information security professionals is up at the uh, uh, 911 level. Um, it had been drifting down, and they say it's going up. Um, you know, I was using Google Trends, and if you put in information security, it still shows a downtick. Um, I believe that we can use a few less bodies in the industry that even though I was disparaging about point-and-click devices, the appliances are getting so much better, you know, your intrusion prevention devices and the like, uh, that you can use a few less people. The trick is we need to lose the policy people and keep the technical people. So what advice would you give someone wanting to break into this field, some student in a university or someone just getting out of school? Um, find a large enough organization that can actually afford a security department and has a security department, don't accept a job unless the job is hands-on. Make sure your first couple of years, you know, you're actually fooling around typing in command lines and things like that, um, looking at the heart of systems. Uh, those are skills that will be with you for the rest of your life. Are there any new challenges or trends emerging that we need to be aware of? Uh, the one thing that I think is really important is the malware problem. Right now, we lack, as an industry, the ability to tell whether a computer is compromised. By compromised, I mean it's got some keystroke logger or some bot on it. Um, since 2002 or so, they've been evading by turning off antivirus and the like. Uh, now with the anti-forensics tools, uh, even with the corners toolkit and the like, uh, it's even money. You can't tell the, 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 the malware is there, especially, you know, the kernel-level root kits. And so as an industry, we need to buck up. As you know, um, information security has always been a case of the attackers get better and then the defenders get better and so forth. And so it's time for the defenders to get better. And we need to really learn how to identify whether a system is clean or not. That, that needs to be a major focus 
of our industry in the next couple of years. Thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.